Hey guys, this is episode 21 of Out of the Hood with Hamza with your host Hamza Chitalwala and uh, this is a conversation that we have with Grace Moore who's the associate producer on the Netflix documentary Kiss the Ground. Uh, she talks about saving the soil, her journey being spiritual, how she approaches life and her future prospects in India. She's working on something known as the Bloom Network which which is a regenerative network and uh, she's going to talk about her journey from inception till date. So stay tuned to know more. episode 21 of out of the hood with hamza which is a conversational podcast it's a podcast about people the stories the struggles the experiences so i have with me grace more today who's a friend of mine who actually ran into the gym and we started talking about what we do and she told me about uh, this netflix movie called kiss the ground that she's been working on as a executive producer right no Uh, associate producer associate producer i'm sorry i always say executive <laughs> for some reason anyways so uh we uh, it was super interesting i went ahead i saw the movie and i realized that that's something that grace has to talk about on the show so uh, primarily i think today i'm going to cover three major things grace and there's like three things that are super common between us one is about like we're going to talk about how we are professionally mm-hmm. uh second we're going to talk about uh, how we are personally in terms of like we have a lot of things common in terms of like manifestation spirituality like we connect on that we're going to talk about that and the third thing generally i want you to talk about what your future aspirations are how your journey in india is sort of now commenced and what how do you see it being in the future so let's start by you just explaining to the audience what kiss the ground is about and what's the whole mission of the project sure So yeah, Kiss the Ground is a uh feature documentary film yeah. about um regenerative agriculture. So that regenerative agriculture is a step beyond organic agriculture and the premise behind it is how we can grow food in a way that not only heals our bodies and nourishes our body, but it also heals the planet in that um the food is grown in a way that builds up the soil carbon content and takes carbon from the atmosphere and brings it down into the soil uh to reverse climate change. Okay so uh uh just a small sneak peek inside and I would tell everybody who's listening to the podcast right now if you get the opportunity today to go ahead and actually see the movie because there's much more like she just like said maybe one line about the whole thing but there's like much more inside it and super intensive and like some great people like you you know a lot of people in the documentary so you should see it that way also uh it's it's a conversational podcast and it's more about the impact that you create so personally with all your work in the movie How do you think individuals in India or abroad can play their part in actually saving the soil? Like something you think that they can do uh that's easy to do to begin with mm-hmm. and uh, they can sort of build a habit and then eventually come to the level of like kiss the ground. What do you think they could do? Yeah, so I think anyone can get involved in this movement in whatever capacity they can. I mean, anyone can compost. They can start saving their food scraps and um either, you know, delivering it to a local composting program or even just turning it into their own uh soil for the, for their potted plants. Um another thing they can do is to start asking about where their food is coming from and how it's grown and maybe even forming relationships with their local growers and their farmers. Mm-hmm. Um that's a huge way to just really feel connected to the food and that you're eating and really feel good about what you're putting into your body. Okay, super simple and doable of course. Uh as as the associate producer of the movie, uh what was your major role? uh in the film. Yeah, so I came on kind of towards the end of making Kiss the Ground. So the mm-hmm. entire film took 7 years to make. 
Uh, I came in in the last two years. And um, so I was yeah, associate producer and also production coordinator on Kiss the Ground. So I um, kind of worked with the whole team from the, the, and kind of was like, in a way, the gel that brought the whole studio together. So I would work with the directors and the videographers and the editors and... Uh, I did a lot of archival producing, so a lot of the footage in the film was actually found on the internet, or we, you know, we um, bought it from different artists and, okay. and cinematographers, yeah. so I would chase those down. I also led the whole film festival track, so we were in, I think, somewhere like between 75 and 90 film festivals, um, and so I was managing a lot of that, getting the films out to the festivals, promoting it, um, scheduling the interviews with the directors, etc., Sounds yeah. like a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we know that there's a l- sort of the next part of the movie that's coming along, uh, and you visited like the Isha Foundation, uh, how's your experience there? What do you think is different in terms of the concept of Save the Soil? You're in India versus the US. Yeah, good question. So, yeah, to speak a little bit about what you were saying, mm-hmm. we I'm currently working on... Uh, the follow-up to Kiss the Ground, which will yep. be a global documentary. Uh, Kiss the Ground was more of a Western film, but this next one that's going to be coming out will uh, cover the global regeneration movement. So we'll be covering England, Africa, India, South America uh, to begin with. May, okay. may expand beyond that. But um, so that's that work led me here to India. And yeah, I got involved with the Isha Foundation, started learning about what they're doing. And it was actually after... I got here that the Safe Soil movement really blew up and so it was really exciting to see that this is a movement that's taking hold all over the world and especially in India and I came to the right place at the right time. Um, yes, yeah, Sadhguru is doing some really amazing stuff with aware- raising awareness around um, saving soil. Um, yeah, I'd, I think the movements are all coming together in a really beautiful way. I think people are starting to waking up, starting to wake up to what's really important right now and um, because, yeah, I mean, before, a few years ago, no one really talked about soil. That's they didn't true. realize that Absolutely. there was a difference between soil and dirt, you know. <laughs> and the whole the whole conversation that we have, because I speak about, like, uh, entrepreneurship and, like, my business sometimes on this podcast. And the whole conversation that we had in the gym about uh, coming from this leather manufacturing industry. And you said how uh, <laughs> carbon is so important. It's about how the cows are placed in the whole, like, cycle and uh, that brought a lot into perspective. Uh, I think that's majorly what people should be knowing about the movie. And I want them to know more of it after they actually see it. Uh, we'd go on to talk about your journey. Uh, how you reached India. Your experience here. Like the last five months what you've been doing here. And your plans for the future. So let's start by talking about how you reached India first. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I came to India to work on the film. Um, the follow-up film to Kiss the Ground, but I also wanted to do um, kind of like a impact campaign for mm-hmm. the film. I didn't want to just release a film and leave. Sure. I wanted to make sure that there were actionable items and there was a really a movement that could follow the film. So I set out to actually start a nonprofit here in India um, that could help do some of the on-the-ground activities that you know that were inspired by the film. Um, since then, you know, my idea and my vision has changed as I've gone on this journey. I came here five months ago, mm-hmm. and um, 
it's been a crazy journey of figuring out what I'm what I'm doing here Isn't and what everybody <laughs> yeah. yeah so <laughs> and what's happening so hmm. now I've gotten to a, a place you know where I'm really I feel like um I figured out what I want to do here in India and um I'm not so much starting a nonprofit anymore now I'm starting a uh environmental like a regenerative consulting company so how can we make um, our businesses and our nonprofits um, more regenerative and more mm. holistic? And how do we keep, um, you know, the planet and profits and human health and happiness in mind as we, you know, create our organizations and our educational institutions? Right. Uh, a, a lot of people may not know the meaning of the word regenerative. So mm -hmm. to explain it in the most basic way, what would you say if you had to explain it? Sure. So... To me, regeneration is essentially bringing new life into old systems. Hmm. So um, I contrast it with sustainability in that, you know, sustainability is, you know, maybe we're, okay, let's say the current, currently right now we're heading off a cliff, right? We're driving off a cliff. Sustainability is putting on the brakes, maybe going a little bit slower. <laughs> we're still doing the bad yeah, thing, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. it a little bit less bad. Um, regeneration is really redesigning the way that we are, are running our lives and running our economies and running our businesses in a way that, you know, actually nourishes and benefits all of us. And there is a way to redesign our, you know, our way of life in a way that benefits everyone. There's no reason that we have to be, you know, just taking from the earth or destroying the planet mm. in, for our own, you know, happiness. I, know, I think there can be a win-win for everyone. And to me, that's what regeneration is. Absolutely. Oh, there's this thing that I got reminded about when we were talking is that, you know, you said how um, like regeneration is applicable in sort of any industry or any part of mm -hmm. life. I may be throwing you off the hook by asking you this question. And if you don't have a current answer, that's fine. Maybe we can get back to later. Is three, three other industries where like regeneration is super possible or like very easy to do and like examples for them if you have. Sure. Like apart from, uh, you know, in terms of how we spoke about Save the Soil, which is environmental. Yeah. So three other industries, maybe like business or maybe like uh, sports or maybe like something else. Three other examples where regeneration is possible. Yeah. So I think it's applicable, applicable to everything. I think it starts with our wellness. So we can talk about, you know, the wellness mm -hmm. industry. So okay. regeneration, I think, starts from within. It's how do we, before you can really make it any impact or anything great out, out into the world, I think really you have to start with yourself, your body, your, your mind, your, your inner wellness. And so, um, you know, how, how do you make sure that you're healthy and that you're waking up and every morning feel creative and inspired? Mm. And, you know, I do these things with meditation and yoga and wellness and working out, you know, I have my own ways of keeping myself, you know, making it so that I myself am embodying regeneration. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, you know, there's, um, one thing we we're studying is like regenerative fashion. Uh, mm. That's another area that I've been looking into. So how can we start um, making clothes in a way that, you know, this, it, the cloth is sourced from regenerative cotton in a way that's, you know, cotton that is grown in a way that's healing the soil. And how, you know, how are the farmers benefiting from this? Maybe they're not, they're no longer like dying of cancer. Like mm -hmm. I've spoken with many farmers on this journey who, whose family members have died of cancer because of all the pesticides they're using on their crops right. so if they're growing if they're if the um the clothes are grown in 
using regenerative cotton and at the same time you're benefiting the farmers by you know bringing more more livelihoods um more economic security into yep. lives more health etc um so how can we look at the entire supply chain and make it holistic and make sure that no one is losing out or getting harmed from you know the creation of your product um yeah i think another one is business like how can you create a truly regenerative business environment how do you make sure yeah. that you're not overworking your employees and that you're actively fostering creativity and innovation in your corporate environment um a lot uh you know i think the traditional corporate environment is very stressful it's high intensity you know employees are um really encouraged to work really really hard and oh, burn oh, themselves yeah, out yeah. yeah okay so three they were very good examples so uh, we said health personal health mm-hmm. fashion and the business sphere uh yep i come from a, a entrepreneurship school and we had like a design school as well and i know so many students who are super aware about uh, you know they say they call it eco friendly fashion or mm-hmm. uh, and stuff into these fast fashion world there is a lot like a major chunk of i think there's a lot of wastage a lot of chemicals being used uh so fashion fits in right well that's one thing i could relate to and i feel there are so many young people who are working in that industry right now and there are like great things to come from there uh in all of this one common thing i think is uh i don't know maybe nature health i'm getting those words in my head like natural is what i'm getting in my head so moving on to that uh what we wanted to talk about is in terms of personal health you said a lot about spirituality like manifestation and stuff like that uh what do you think are like techniques or things that you've done with which you've seen actual results in terms of like manifesting a spirituality what do you do on a day to day basis where at the end of the day you feel super fulfilled or you feel like what i'm doing is working for me because a lot of people have sort of lost hope with it i know people who do manifestation and they're like oh i tried it but it doesn't work for me mm. or i think it's bullshit if yeah. sorry to use that <laughs> word but yeah so uh what do you think has actually worked in that sphere for you Yeah so for me I um I like to write down like my biggest dreams um you know my my visions for the world even if they seem too big no actually especially if they seem too big mm. like if they seem you know like make I could no small plans exactly make no <laughs> small plans so the bigger the dream the better yeah, yeah. just write it down i think writing down is the first step to achieving it um you know i think just opening up a corner of your mind to the possibility that this dream that you have could actually happen is the first step. Um and then yeah, the second step is really writing it down, getting clear on what you want and continuing to revisit that dream and ask yourself, you know, about the beliefs telling you that why it's not possible for you. Why why, you know, why you're not the one for this and really question those and like because really I I believe we're we're limitless in our capacity to create yeah. anything that we want. Yeah. And um and yeah, just the only way to do it is to really go and get it and um for me i use my intuition a lot with what i do um i do what i love like you know i've gotten gone in a couple directions you know with the formation of this nonprofit and here in india with the film that you know started stressing me out and making me not feel good and you know i started to feeling like there were moments where i felt totally lost and i just had to reconnect to why did i come here like what what is actually lighting me up and exciting me about you know what i'm doing and when i reconnected to that then i was able to find my way forward so it's really like 
doing the things that you love, I think, is the best way to achieve any any goal that you want is just pay attention to what's lighting you up yeah uh intense uh, tw- uh like you're like 24 now uh mm-hmm. the people listening if you've been listening to my podcast so I, i'm i'm on the verge of now sort of moving out of my house that's what i want to do i want to set up my own studio have more podcasts because you know i've not been very uh sort of uh frequent with posting episodes because i moved on like to the coaching consulting side of it because money 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 but uh, no so uh you you're like 24 you've left home i feel you're super independent and you're like a role model in a way for me in terms of how you live your life uh somebody who wants to sort of just break out of those limitations of you know like work who's doing like a 9 to 5 and has a dream wants to pursue it his problems may be fi- financial maybe the parents i don't know maybe scared or she's scared uh what do you think are the three tips three maybe three four five or uh, that people should keep in mind when they're moving out to start of their journey solo on their own when they don't have anybody three things that will really help them like as a starter pack to somebody moving out yeah so i would say first get really clear on what you want to do and um yeah if you want to move out of your house good do that <laughs> um, <laughs> even if you have no money you dude. just take the steps you know <laughs> take the risks because it's the only way that it's going to happen um a huge thing that i would say is find mentors so mm-hmm. find people that have done what you that what you want to do even if it doesn't look exactly like what you want to do but maybe it's even like you know your friend has left the house and uh is trying to start their own thing ask them about it you know um what was that like for you what were some of the challenges you faced cuz people love to share their experiences especially like um older people who have you know gone through a lot of the same struggles that you're about to face True. so find those mentors yeah. start talking to them and they're they'll give you your time you know they'll give you their time um third i would say is make lots of connections just go out and talk to everyone you do that <laughs> i think you're i great only that. do that i think i only do that no work only connections and networking <laughs> i mean i sat down on a bench in the gym and this guy came up to me and started talking to me so yeah just talk to anyone you can um you know every opportunity that you'll get will come from other people so just make sure that you know as many other people as possible and make sure that you're carrying on those relationships especially the ones that feel the most um exciting and encouraging uh and inspirational like the conversations that you leave and feeling better you know and inspired and coming up with new ideas just really keep those people close um and i think i would also say just you know you're inherently going to come up against a lot of fears whenever you're going out and doing something new and so just you know and a lot of those a lot of the time you might be discouraged and say you know this this isn't for me you know it didn't work you know maybe like i wasn't able to make my rent first month but you know those fears are going to come and there's there's only the only way out is through you just have to let them come you just have to really like feel them and let them mm-hmm. pass and mm-hmm. um and know that there's something better on the other side yeah you said this one line that sort of stuck and then I was just thinking about it right now is that opportunities come from other people mm-hmm. you know that's that's usually we're taught in school and uh, also when we're out in life that uh grab the opportunity when you see it to take the opportunity make the most out of it opportunities come from other people is like the first time that I've 
heard it in such impactful way because you really don't realize if I never had that conversation with you on the bench, I would miss a day of being a podcast with you. I wouldn't know you exist. Hell, mm, right. you know. So that's super important. So to cut it, uh, to sort of put it back again, one was clarity. Uh, the second was find life coaches, mentors. Uh, the third was network with people, and the fourth you said face your failures, right? Was yeah. that what it was? Yeah. The gist of it? Mm-hmm. Face your failures and sort and learn of, from them. Yeah, learn from them. Mm-hmm. That's I think the su- most important thing. Uh, we've covered most of it. I wanted to say, and we're like 19 minutes inside it, and I really want to talk to you more. So we'll. Uh, I want you to sort of directly talk uh, to the audience, and if there's any way. So you have the second movie coming out. You have the Bloom Network idea, a lot of lot of other ideas. People who listen to this are from the age group of 18 to like 35 max. Uh, do you think that they can be part of your journey in any way? How do you think they can help you out? Maybe with the movie in some way or the Bloom Network that you want to talk about. A lot of people I'm sure would reach out to you just to like be part of your network and the ideas you have for it. So talk about more about what you're going to do with the network. If people want to be part of it, what like the action plan for that? Yeah, yeah. So I had spoken a little bit about the consulting company that I'm mm-hmm. building, but really, yeah, the crux of what I'm excited about right now is to build out um, what I'm calling yeah the Bloom Network, which is a a network of you know just top creative people and innovative minds across India. Um, who can come together and, you know, dinners or events or, you know, you name it, whatever the, whatever the opportunity, but just my, my intention is to get these people together and just connect on an authentic basis, you know, not, not like your typical networking, networking environment. I want to bring these people together to really just get to know each other and connect. Um, And then, yeah, explore collaborations, but really um, with the overall goal of creating regenerative environments or cultures or organizations. Um, And yeah, I've I've held a couple events so far and they've been lots of fun. We've been able to bring in top minds from, you know, top top companies. Uh, across Mumbai, don't reveal mostly. names, but yeah, really top companies. Yeah. I know who these people are. So it's been so. really fun. So I yeah. would love like anyone to reach out to me and um, yeah, join the network. We'll have you at, at some of our future events. Perfect. Uh, you spoke about four rules that you need to keep in mind when you're leaving your home to do whatever you want, sort of breakthrough in life. Uh, What's your life's... This is one question I ask all my guests at the end again because the whole the whole concept of the podcast... A lot of people get it wrong. Oh, he's bringing guests on and talking to them. But at a deeper and a core level, it's more about uh, understanding that one single learning of your life that changed your life completely because everybody has that one learning, you know? Mm-hmm. You learn a lot of things in your daily life, but one thing sticks with you and I feel that thing sort of defines your whole life journey till the day you die. Uh, so for that, what is the only one thing that you would say that you've learned from your 24 years and uh, someone can already learn if they haven't experienced it yet or who are way younger than you? So what would be the one thing? It's something you have to put a lot of thought into. Trust me, everybody thinks for like two minutes. No, I, I would say <laughs> I'm know? ready. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. Go for it. Hit that mic. <laughs> <laughs> I would say just surrender to the flow of life. You know, I think 
you know, we're so we're taught how to, you know, hustle and fight and, mm-hmm. you know, try really hard and work yep. really hard. But sometimes like life will just open up like when you're open to life and open to new experiences, life will just take you on a beautiful journey that will, you know, in places that you would never even imagined you could be going. And so just open to that. Start saying yes to the opportunities that life's bring that life brings you and start following your passions and you know, going towards the things that excite you and, you know, start ignoring, start, you know, ignoring the things that, that aren't exciting you and lighting you up. Okay. Go with the flow, maybe. But there is, uh, there is something that, there is this picture that's always on Instagram and always pops up in front of me for some way is, I don't know if you know about it, but they say that dead fish go with the flow kind of thing. It's uh, opposite okay. to what you've said right yeah, now. Yeah. It is kind of a conflicty thing. And I know there'll be a lot of people in the comments being like, only dead fish go with the flow. That's why I addressed it right now. But I think at, um, you say it from a level where it doesn't mean the same thing. You say it from a level that is not like you get up every day in the morning and you wait for opportunity to right. knock on your door or you then then you flow with that i don't think it's that it's about making those timetables it's about making those to do lists meeting the right people networking being out there yeah in this thing of life and when you're out there the opportunities come and then life takes you on its course i think that's what she means so don't mm-hmm. misquote her people listening <laughs> uh that's about it i think from episode 21 of out of the hood with hamza that's me and grace and uh, you can connect with her on linkedin instagram anywhere else um that you would really like them to connect those are the main places so linkedin and instagram you can find her in my connections if you can't find her otherwise and uh connect with her for all the right reasons please <laughs> <laughs> Okay and uh, I just had to put out there. Uh, <laughs> so connect with her and uh, talk about the network help her out if you can if you're you're in India she's in Mumbai um and uh, create something superb and amazing with your life you need inspiration she's always there. Uh that's about it I'll see you all at the future podcast. So for everyone who's been following me on Instagram and LinkedIn you know now that Ardhood uh, with Hamza has shifted from a hobby for me to a side hustle or a side gig wherein I help individuals and organizations communicate their why through podcasting so in order to get a free consultation call with me you can log on to Instagram and go and click the link in my bio and uh, book a free consultation call with Calendly and uh, secondly my free ebook about 10 step 10 step checklist launch your own podcast is now available uh, you can get the same in my bio as well uh, i hope to connect with more people uh, very soon and help them in their podcasting journeys and actually create a media machine that they can monetize in the future uh, and uh, get some meaning to life in a way so see you soon <laughs>